You're listening to a Countout Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is zach in a rush batista zach how you doing <laughs> my man uh in a rush that's for damn sure uh, dude same here i had something at 12 so oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man you and Let's i knock just it out the pinnacle of time management right here pinnacle absolute pinnacle of time ma- for those who don't know we're recording this at what 1030? 10.30? 10.30 is a good guess. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're we're gunning through this episode, but it'll still be a good episode for you because we have some amazing matches uh, that we brought, I believe. Uh, I like mine a lot. Zach, I've, I know you said you like yours a lot, too. Yes. So what? let's let, let's just give a quick reminder to the people what we brought, uh, even though we showed a preview on the tweet. You go first this time, Mikey. I always go first. All right. So to, I brought to the table this week... Layla Gray versus Missa Kate from Generation Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. GCW, but not that GCW, as you call it. <laughs> uh, and then I brought Kushida taking on Mike Bailey from Defiant Wrestling. I sense an imminent mark out slash high from that match. That's fair. That's a fair assumption to make. The Mike Bailey theory has held up strong to this day. Yes, the Mike Bailey theory of Mike Bailey can't have a bad match with anybody has, has held, held up strong for every Mike Bailey match we've reviewed on this show. God, I can't wait to see where he goes. Yeah, right? All right, so what did you bring to the table this week? I brought to the table Trevor Aon going against David Ali at Southern Honor Wrestling. Nice. And then I have Roxy versus Rachel Rose versus Danny B at New Texas Pro Wrestling for the New Texas Pro Wrestling Women's Championship. I almost picked this match this week, so I'm glad I didn't. Really? Yeah. I, I think we discussed this like once or twice. There is somehow there have been close weeks where you and I have almost picked the same match, and, by and we some, don't communicate at all. And somehow we haven't had a crossover yet. Somehow, it, one of these days though, <laughs> will happen probably. Yeah. All right. So who started off uh, last week in terms of review matches? I believe I did. All right. So I'll kick us off with, you know what? Let's go right into it. Kushida taking on Mike Bailey. Alrighty then. Yeah. Let's just jump right on in, shall we? Dive right uh, in. So. This one's from Defiant Wrestling, and this match starts off with basically Kushida just playing with Mike Bailey because Kushida's like, oh, I'm the better ground wrestler, and I can do basically anything I want with you. <laughs> so Kushida just keeps putting Bailey in different holds, and Bailey just cannot escape. And whenever Bailey manages to escape, Kushida's just like, nah, 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 got you in a different one now. Oh, my God. Uh, there's... There's a one part where Kushida has Bailey on the ground, and then Kushida just starts like jumping around Bailey and like spinning on his back, like he's just like spinning over him. Oh shit! Like 
He's just like, oh, look what I can do to you. I can do whatever I want up here. Oh, my God. Basically in a way to show off. He will learn to regret that, I assume. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, of course, Bailey finally does get out of all these holds, and these two just start... It's just a slobber knocker. Like, the absolute the absolute quickness in this match is bonkers. Like, how fast both of these guys are is absolutely insane. Um, there's one part where Bailey gets Kushida to the outside, then he hits a flying knee off the apron to Kushida mm-hmm. into, the, into the barricade. Uh, Bailey just lay... You know, Bailey gets those big kicks in. Of course. Uh, there's one point where Kushida... Uh, Bailey goes for a sunset flip pin. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, holds it off. You know how they have to like, keep standing and, like, hold it off and, like, stand their ground? Yeah. They do that, and then ju- and then Kushida just drops down and just grabs Bailey's arm and tries to lock in a hoverboard lock. Oh, my God. And Bailey's like, no, 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 no! And no, goes no, to no. the ropes. <laughs> Um, after that, after that, after Bailey's, uh, by, Bailey's on the ropes, uh, he's, like, using the ropes to get up, and while he is, Kushida just runs up and drop kicks his arm. Ooh. While it's, like, on the ropes. Ow. So, basically, like, from this point on, this is where Kushida, like, has his target locked. Oh, boy. I mean, it's a shame yeah. he didn't target the legs of Mike Bailey's. Those are probably the more deadly of the four arsenals of weapons that he comes to the ring with. So. That's fair, but the hoverboard lock locks in the arm. Very so true, it very makes, true. It makes more sense for Kushida's finisher to hit the arm, to work on the arm, I would imagine. I guess we'll see if it pays off in a sec. Yeah, so there's that big drop kick, like I said, uh, and Kushida just keeps targeting Bailey's arm from, for a while. Uh, and while Kushida's beating down Bailey, uh, he goes to he Irish whips him, but Bailey comes back with like a big single leg drop kick. Ooh, okay. Uh, gets some momentum back. Bailey hits two like you know like the knees that CM Punk does for the Shining Wizard. Yeah, he did two of those on uh, on the buckle to Kushida. Ooh, okay. Uh, and then <laughs> so he hits two of those. Throws Kushida down, and then he hits a like a corkscrew, a standing corkscrew moonsault. Of course, on Kushida, uh, Kushida kicks out of that. Uh, then Bailey Bailey goes to pick up Kushida for a pile driver, which is very like Ugh. uncharacteristic of him. Yeah, uh, which Kushida reverses. Uh, Kushida reverses that and just sends Bailey into the corner, and the two start fighting up to, up to the top rope. Oh shit. Uh oh no okay so Kushida Kushida reverses the pile driver takes down Bailey Kushida goes up to the top to like do like a move yeah and then Bailey Bailey like meets him up there mm-hmm. uh and while they're on the top rope they're like fighting back and forth to try to get the upper hand and then at one point Kushida just locks in the hoverboard lock on the top rope oh no but of course it's a rope break so the ref is like come on break it up you guys are on the ropes come on you got to get off yeah. And Kushida goes, "Oh, you want me to get off? Okay." And then he just he just, he has, still has him in the hover. He still has Bailey in the hoverboard lock, and he just jumps off and slams his arm into the ground while he still has the hoverboard lock in. Wow! So he does like a hoverboard <laughs> lock slam off the top rope. Uh, that hurts. Yeah. Um. Then there's a point where. Uh, after that, Kushida, like, keeps the hoverboard locked in for a bit while they're on the ground in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Bailey eventually, uh, does reverse it. Uh, he, he reverses it, stands up, and Kushida's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta transition this into a sunset flip. So he, like, goes to, he, like, spins around. Yeah. And goes to, like, 
pin Bailey, mm-hmm. but Bailey holds his ground this time, and he just does a standing moonsault meteora oh, on onto Kushida. Well, shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, then they then they just trade they just trade strikes back and forth until Kushida hits like one just strike, and Bailey just like crumbles. Oh my god. Bailey just goes down like a sack of bricks. Cool. And uh, Kushida goes to drag him to the middle of a pit him since he's like knocked out. But then Bailey all of a sudden is like, gotcha, and rolls him up. <laughs> uh, and Kushida kicks out. But as soon as he kicks out, Bailey rolls out of the pin and just starts laying in those quick, like, you know, those like rapid fire kicks he does where he goes back and forth. He's like, yeah. bah, 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 bah. He did. He ended up uh, landing those. Then uh, Kushida hits a huge DDT. Uh, Kushida hits a huge DDT on Bailey. Bailey rolls through that DDT, hits a huge forward slam, and then a head kick onto Kushida. Kushida kicks out of that. Uh, Bailey goes up top. Kushida, Kushida goes to like jump up there to meet him. Mm-hmm. But when Kushida jumps up there, Bailey jumps down and like hits like the um, you know how he hits like he hits like the head kick on the apron, like you know like when they grab the top rope and they yeah. jump up and do like that head kick. Yeah, he hits him with one of those. Uh, he kicks him with one of those. He gets back up on the top rope. Kushida shakes the kick off, jumps back up to the top rope with Bailey. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, they start fighting. Uh, he didn't even, actually. He didn't even meet him on the top rope to Chef. He he. When Bailey gets back on the top, Kushida rushes back in, does a front handspring, and just hits a dump and kicks Bailey in the head. So they're both on the top rope yeah. after this, right? Mm-hmm. After the head kick, they both end up back on the top rope because this is where they both like to be. Uh, Bailey hits Kushida with a top rope stunner. Okay. Taking Kushida down. Bailey goes up for the shooting star Meteora. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does it, but Kushida rolls out of the way. Mm-hmm. Kushida tries to lock in the hoverboard lock, uh, lock again. Okay. Bailey gets out of it, but as soon as, uh, like, so you know how he has a hoverboard lock, mm-hmm. and, uh, at one point they see, Bailey, like, stands up, so they're, like, standing up in it. And it looks like Bailey's about to escape, but as soon as he does, like, without a hesitation, Kushida is able to just, like, get Bailey into the, uh, uh, Back to the Future. Oh, for the shit. Win. Holy he, shit. He, like, the way, the way it was, like, he got, he gets him in the hoverboard lock, they're both standing up. Bailey, like, he ends up knocking Bailey back down to his feet. Bailey goes for the ropes. Uh, Kushida, you know, like that thing that Sasha Banks does, where she kicks the ropes and like rolls back in the bank statement. Yeah. He basically like Bailey's about to get a rope break for this hoverboard lock. Kushida goes, no, 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 kicks off the ropes, rolls back. They're both standing up, and Kushida just hits the 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 Back to the Future just like that, bro. And he gets the win with that. Damn, son. This match was bonkers. I couldn't even describe it properly because of how bonkers it was. Like it was just. Two very fast men doing a lot of things very quickly, and I was like, huh, huh, like trying to try to take notes. It was just like I couldn't write fast enough. No, fight fast enough. I, I I couldn't keep up, man. It was crazy. These two just absolutely <laughs> like these two killed each other, and it was back and forth literally the entire match. There was no points where they were like one person was in control fully. You know, it just mm. felt like they were constantly just 
beating the crap out of each other and lighting their moves solidly and just, like, no one could get the upper hand. Gotcha. They were both just, like, rocking each other, and this match ended up being awesome because of it. And that finish was, like, insane. The way, like, the way Kushida flawlessly went from the hoverboard lock straight into the Back to the Future mm-hmm. was absolutely phenomenal, and I love I loved the way this one ended. Uh, I'm giving this one the mark out. I think that was obvious because I was very excited about this match. This mm-hmm. match was awesome. Had a bunch of crazy spots, and it's Kushida versus Mike Bailey. How could it be bad? This is very true. So, yeah, that's that's my first match of the night. Wow. All right. I think I'm going to... I'm going to slow Yeah, what do you got? Let us know. We're going to go with Aeon versus Ali for my first match. All right, all right. To sum it up, this is a pretty good short and to-the-point wrestling match. Okay. So this, yeah, like, so this match is a lot shorter than I initially thought it was going to be, but that mm-hmm. was the theme of this week for me because several times I clicked on a longer video and I would be given a video, a match that was considerably shorter than I thought it was going to be. So I was okay. like, I was like, I've been baited by an eight-minute match instead of I a fifteen-minute match, but that's fine. So, little story behind this match is that this was Aeon's first match at Southern Honor Wrestling. Though his first match mm-hmm. was going to be in something called a Rumble Jack match later in the night, which I assume is like a mixture of a Battle Royal and a Lumberjack match put together, which sounds intriguing. Anywho, mm-hmm. he apparently came out here before his match to challenge Ali, another guy in a rum- the Rumble Jack match, for a match. I think he called <laughs> him a little bitch, the too. R- the Rumble Jack match. Yeah, the Rumble Jack match. I think he called him a little bitch, too. Anywho. Okay, great. He taunts Ali. Ali's like, you know what? Fine. I'll, I'll fight you. So this match immediately starts off with Aeon just planting Ali with a brutal-looking side suplex. And then he just flips onto his feet into the in the ring. So Ali immediately runs to the outside because he's just been dropped on his head five seconds into this match. Mm-hmm. So Aeon chases him out and beats him down. And as the two go around the ring, Ali's manager slash teammate, it was a girl that was on the outside, that, a woman that was on the outside that was helping him out. Her name was Danny Jordan. Got the a, point, is, point is, he had assistance. He had assistance. She gets a bit too close to the action, and I kind of love this. Aeon then aggressively gets in her face and says, tells her to back off and it, to not even think think about getting involved in this match and i was like all right chill shit <laughs> cut the heel manager off at like the fucking starting point fuck me all right they're like no 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 you're not doing this today no you're not doing this so aeon chucks ali back into the ring just dominates him with an elbow a spine buster and a backbreaker following this ali is able to actually chuck aeon out of the ring and then nail him with a running knee to the face on the outside and from here ali proceeds to chuck and hit aeon into the guardrail a few times before getting him back into the ring they then go nice. back and forth after Aeon drops Ali to the floor with a single leg takedown into a double stomp to the chest. However, it comes to an end when Aeon nails Ali with a scoop slam, double stomps him as payback from before, and then locks him in a sleeper hold. Ooh. After a little bit of this hold being locked in, Aeon then just viciously breaks this hold by repeatedly just unloading a barrage of back elbows into Ali's face. Ow. <laughs> then he follows it up with an elbow to the back of the neck and then two more elbows to this man's face. And I was like, shit. Jesus. I love this Overkilled part. Overkilled much? Oh, yeah. I love this part. There were, <laughs> like, three moments in this match where Aeon got really, really, like, uber, like, aggressive, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little differentiation for his character. I can speak. Yeah. <laughs> The two then, Listen, we're all having trouble today. Yeah. So the two then hit each other with a clothesline at the same time, but Aeon gets the upper hand and continues to beat down Ali. It's kind of like they hit each other and like Ali like faltered and Aeon was like, ah, I ain't gonna fall for I'm not falling backing down. 
<laughs> he then picked Ali up onto his shoulder and hit him with a stunner, which Ali sold, like I wrote, as I wrote here, like The Rock would have in the Attitude Era. Very nice. He just flies up into the air and is completely just prone. Gorgeous. Unfortunately for Aeon, though, Ali gets a rope break, of course. So then, <laughs> yeah. encouraged by Jordan, Ali rallies back and nails Aeon with a big boot to the face, followed by a German suplex, then a clothesline in the corner, and then a great-looking missile drop kick from the top rope. Aeon does Beautiful. kick out of this, though. So Ali then attempts to at another attack from the top rope, but is instead intercepted by another big elbow from Aeon, who then Oof. goes for the pin. Like, the Does he get it? Get that in a second. Uh, <laughs> but um, when I say he intercepted him, by the way, this meant that he literally jumped off the top and got hit with the elbow and fell Ooh. down. Yeah, it was... Oof. That Aeon sounds brutal. Goes for the pin, and of course, Jordan does get involved... Because yeah. I, why would she listen to this guy when she could just do it when he's not paying attention? Yeah, fair. Except as she's up on the rope, a woman who she had been fighting before this, uh, her name her name was Royal, pulls her down from the top rope and just clocks her in the face with a strike. And okay, a, apparently, like these two have history and they just fought, and she had lost to Royal previously before this match, so. Ali, of course, gets distracted by this. He then There's a brief back and forth between him and Aeon, and then Aeon rolls Ali up for the win. Nice. This match sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. This match had moments where that looked great, though there were a, bit, a couple times here where, like, it looked a bit iffy, but they were able to salvage it, you know what I mean? And it kind of mm -hmm. took me out of it a bit. And like I said before, there were some brief moments of character work between these two that I really liked. Like I said, talked about Aeon's aggressiveness. There were some good points from Ali here where he was, like, bad-mouthing the crowd that I, of course, liked because I like my cocky heels that shit talk, so. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, overall, it's a it's a good match. I'm gonna give it a meh. Like, it was good. Okay. Thought Sweet. it was gonna be longer, though. I will say that. <clears throat> fair. You got baited. I did, and honestly, though, if I'm getting baited into a meh match, I'll take being that over being baited into a short, bad mark-out match. Uh, not mark-out, uh... Miss out, match. Miss out. God, that would be unfortunate. We haven't had a miss out in a while. Uh, and I don't think that's going to change today. Let's me knocking yeah, on right? so we know we have to fucking deal with that. Listen, we, we know our matches. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you fine. say that, and then out comes the miss out from it's out of fine. nowhere, the RKO. <laughs> all right, so my second match of the week, I got Layla Gray taking on Missa Kate uh, from Generation Championship Wrestling, GCW. No, not that GCW. <laughs> Is that joke going to get old? Probably. Probably, anyway. but I love it right now. <laughs> uh, this one starts off just solid technical wrestling. Like, these two, like it's very, very much fundamental stuff from these two, but, like, done very well. Mm -hmm. Like, this match starts off, like, it looks like they're teaching a class on, like, to, like new wrestlers. Oh. Like, what, like, what a match should look like. Oh, okay. That's what it... They're not. They're not. That's not what they're doing. But that's what it looks it like. Gives the doing vibe in the beginning. Of it, yeah, it gives like that vibe because like it's just very clean, like fundamentals from in the beginning. Huh. Okay. I'll fuck with uh, that. Yeah. They so they start they start trading like holds back and forth. Then there's one point where uh, Gray gets Kate's head in like a like she like locks she like gets a headlock in, but uh, Layla's using her legs mm -hmm. and not her like her arms. Yeah. Uh, but. Kate is able to get out of it when she does a headstand. Oh, okay. Uh, but when she's in the headstand, she doesn't immediately like just get out of it. Yeah. She does. She gets. She gets the crowd doing like the just the clap. Mm -hmm. But she starts because she's. But she starts clapping with her feet. Oh, that's kind of sick. <laughs> she's like doing a headstand like while she's in this submission hold and clapping with her feet to get the crowd to go like. 
What a flex, man. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, wow, show it off a little bit. Damn. All right, I see you. Yeah. Um, then then she gets up. The two start brawling a little bit. Kate hits a big drop kick to, on Gray to send her out of the ring. Uh, Gray's, like, out there, like, I need a minute. Of course, because <laughs> when the heel gets hit once, they're like, I'm out. I'm out. Hold on. Four, Hold on. Give me, yeah, like, two minutes. Regroup. <laughs> Uh, she, she's out there, then, of course, uh, Layla Gray's out there, then, of course, Kate, uh, runs after her, uh, Gray runs around the ring, slides back in, and when Kate slides in after her, mm-hmm. she hides behind the ref and uses the ref as, like, a shield, she's like, of no, course. get away from me, I have, I have him! <laughs> <laughs> I have my shield. Yeah, and, of course, and, uh, while she's using the ref as a shield, at one point, she just throws him aside and just comes in with a sucker punch. Of course. Yeah, uh, take, so that, that, t- that gets Gray the upper hand here, uh, and she just starts kind of dominating Kate with a bunch of, uh, slams and holds, and not, like, nothing exciting, just, like, basic stuff when the heel is, in, is, is has the upper hand in the match. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the basic, the basic stuff. Grinding, um, beating down, the whole nine yards. Exactly. Uh, there's one point where Gray goes for a sunset flip, but Kate, uh, kicks out and, like, rolls backwards. And when she does, she she rolls backwards and then just immediately charges forward and hits Gray with a Meteora. Ooh. Uh, then uh, they get up after Gray kicks out of the Meteora, att- uh, the, the pin attempt after the Meteora. Uh, they get up, fight, it, fight a little more. Gray hits a big X-Factor uh, on Kate to take Kate down again. Uh, then they both stand up. And and then all, while they when they both get back to their feet... Mm-hmm. They kind of just start hitting each other with clotheslines, but they don't, like, move. Like, they just go, ugh, and then the person's like, ugh, but stands up and then returns another one back, and they just keep clotheslining each other, but nobody's actually falling. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, they're like, oh, fuck this, and they both bounce off the, they both bounce <laughs> off the rope, they both, like, run the ropes, and then hit, and then double close on each other, and they're both down. Awesome. Uh, so they basically just, yeah, they basically just kept close like each other until they were like both like dead. Just like, fuck this. Like neither one of them was giving in, and they were like, fine. <laughs> uh, then after they get back, they, after they slowly make their way back to their feet after knocking each other out, uh, Kate they, they start trading strikes, but Kate gets the upper hand, uh, starts landing some big elbows and uh, kicks and corner splashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then. Kate, uh, there's one point where uh, Gray is like tries to like reverse it and get some momentum back and like kicks Kate in the gut and then she goes off the ropes to like hit her with a clothesline or something but then Kate just goes foot power slam <laughs> just hits a big power slam it was like it wasn't like Randy Orton's it was much slower oh, okay. and it looked a little more clunky but it also looked like it had way more impact than Orton's does interesting oh damn Cause the way the way she like stopped to pick her up, it was like whoop, boom, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the second half of the slam looked way more. It didn't look like one flew in motion. It looked like a two part slam, but the second part looked like she actually just like like slammed her into the ground. I got you, got you. It was pretty good. Uh, then Gray lands a big German on Kate, hits a bulldog, and then uh, Kate goes for like a German suplex, but can't get her up right and it ends up being like an awkward just like forward slam where it looks like she just threw her to the ground mm-hmm. um and then kate hits a super kate ends up hitting a super kick after that awkward slam uh goes for the pin and gets the one two three but like while the ref is counting uh gray like 
kicks her legs like she kicked out, but her she didn't move her shoulders. Oh. So the ref just counts to three, and the bell rings, huh. and, and and the announcers are like, "What is it over? I think it's over. I think it, I, I don't think it looked like it looked like Gray kicked out, but I don't think she actually got the shoulder up. You know, so it was like it was like a solid match, and then all of a sudden it had this really awkward ending, where it was like first you had like an awkward German suplex that didn't land right, and then you had a, a weird super kick spot where the pin didn't really feel like a pin, you know. Huh. Uh, so, so this match was very solid, and then the end happened, and I like deflated me, because I was like super into it, and I was liking it, I was liking the back and forth, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh no, what's happening? Oh no, you just slammed to the ground. Oh no, that pin didn't look great. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, that wasn't a move you just did, but like I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess. um, yeah. So I'm gonna, I, I think in the end I'm gonna give this one a meh, just because that ending was a little awkward. Mm. I definitely don't think it was a miss out because the rest of the match was pretty solid, and there wasn't that there wasn't like any botches or anything like uh, throughout the rest of this match. Gotcha. But that but that that one end spot was just a little like off for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it the meh, and I'm gonna stick with that. I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. But yeah, if it wasn't clear, Mister Kate gets the win here. <laughs> uh, so what do you got for your your next match? Of the week? Right. We that. got. Roxy going against Rachel Rose going against Danny B at New Texas Pro Wrestling. As I said at the beginning, this is for the women's championship of this promotion. Nice. And uh, going into this match, uh, the it basically is very clear here from the announcers and the in-ring mannerisms that both Rose and Roxy do not like each other. Mm. I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, Rose walks to the ring and is then announced as the promotion's first women's champion. And I assume that this is relevant because later on the announcers mentioned that Roxy beat Rose for that title. Ah. So I believe Roxy, I, I assumed Roxy is the second champion then, and Rose is just salty because her first run got ended. Who's the champion currently? Roxy. Roxy, okay. B is in this match, if I recall correctly, because she rolled or, like, pinned someone to get into this match. Interesting. So she probably, like, won a match that was, yes. like, a qualifier. It's... On, oh man, I hate to say it, but it's very much like the Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and like Nikki Cross thing, where like there's a third woman inserted, and you're just kind of like, I don't know why you're here, but you're here, but you're here, so fuck it, we'll just go with it. Fair. And by the way, the crowd hates Danny B because they're in oh, Texas. Yikes. She's from Oklahoma. She they apparently dislike the fact that she loves being from Oklahoma, and then she took off her jacket and she had a Texas sucks t-shirt which she wore for the whole match this crowd despised her from the moment she walked out of this entrance ramp or the, oh, the, from the curtains yikes but she's a heel so it worked uh mm-hmm. oh i almost forgot to say so my genuine opinion of this match this is a great triple threat match the wrestling oh, yeah. spots were executed well for the most part and i had a great time watching it very on nice. that note let's get into the actual match itself so yes, please. This match starts off with Roxy and Rose getting right in each other's faces because they've been feuding for this title for six months and they hate each other. So sounds about right. Rose shoves Roxy to the mat, then B actually catches her and tries to roll her up, which of course Roxy kicks out of. Roxy then gets right oh, up wow. in B's face, and B hilariously just like goes like the nope, and she just like full face just like gets out of the ring. <laughs> She's like, I made a bad mistake. Uh, let you two wrestle now. I made a bad mistake. <laughs> So Roxy and Rose get into it after this. 
Roxy ends up getting the upper hand. She then hits a ridiculously impressive looking sequence in which she arm drags Rose, flips over her, backflip knees her in the chest, and then flips onto her feet and does the bow to taunt her because she is the prodigy. Holy moly. Yes, it was very... I was like, damn, all right, shit. So she goes to pin Rose. Of course, B breaks it up because why would she let her pin it? And then she shoves Roxy in the face. So in... (laughs) Oh, my God. Roxy stands up. Looks at B all pissed off and shoves her in the face because she's like, what the fuck are you getting involved with this? <laughs> so in response, B slaps the taste out of Roxy's mouth. Oh. So Roxy lays her out with a Luthez press. And from this point, I have to note, there is so much attitude from everyone in this match that it was palpable. And I loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. All three of these women had the killer instinct to be like, I'm fucking winning this match. I don't. Fuck, I'm going to do it. Fuck these other two. I'm not, they're not dealing with this shit. So, I have written here that uh, after Roxy gets her in the Luthez press and gets uh, start some momentum, sneakily though, B halts it by yanking her to the floor by her hair before then taunting Roxy with the exact same taunt that she used on Rose. Okay. She then beats down Roxy in the corner, and like, I believe if I recall correctly, she slaps Roxy, or she chops Roxy in the chest, but it's not the best looking chop. So Rose gets into the ring, and she's like, she stops her and says, let me show you how it's done, because she's been feuding for her for months. Very and then nice. the two just proceed to take turns, just wailing on Roxy with chops in the corner, just back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, corner to corner, Roxy is taken until Rose... Oh, until eventually... Roxy. Danny hits a weak chop again, and Rose like, you get one more shot. And she's like, alright, so she spits on her hands, she ropes her hands, and she goes to smack you Roxy get one again. one more shot. <laughs> she goes to smack Roxy, and Rose rolls her up. Uh, of course... Oh, damn. I said, of course, like, bent ten times already. She kicks out of this, and then Rose goes back to chop Roxy, so B uh, rolls her up as a response. She then kicks out of it, and then the alliance between these two, as quickly as it showed up, immediately falls through. They start to shove each other until Rose shoves B to the floor, and then she turns around to fight Roxy, who at this time had so much time to recover in the corner that she's fine now, and she elbows her in the face and then chops her in the chest as payback. Damn, okay. B then runs at her in the corner, and she kicks her away, goes for a... Uh, Roxy then goes for a tilt-to-whirl Russian leg sweep, but Rose, knowing her, counters it by sending her face first into the mat instead, which mm-hmm. gives B the opportunity to drop kick Roxy afterwards. Uh, and I will know at this point that this is where Rox, uh, B starts, like, <laughs> acting like she did all the work every time she finishes off Roxy when Rose is done with her, and every time mm-hmm. Rose's face is just great. It's like, this bitch... This bitch. You mother... (laughs) So, (laughs) she goes to cover Roxy. Rose grabs her hair, throws her away from Roxy. They fight for a bit more. Rose gets the upper hand in most of the exchanges, though, against Roxy. She even wheelbarrow threw B onto Roxy while while Roxy was still on the ground because B tried to interfere again. And with Mm -hmm. B handled, she turns her attention to Roxy in the corner and hits her with a forearm and a running knee in the corner. And then right after this knee, B decides to follow up with her own hip attack on Roxy, who is now prone in the corner. And Rose does a fantastic job of selling the feeling of, like, again, of, are you fucking kidding me? Because she's, like, taking credit. like, yeah, that's right. I'm so great when she did all the work <laughs> to get her in that position. So Rose then tries to sliding, um, sliding forearm Roxy, but she dodges out of the way. And because of this, Rose ends up running into the middle rope and draping over it. Of course, seeing this, B then double knees Rose in the back because B is just the opportunist of this match. Okay, yeah. She goes to the top rope to hit Rose with something, but Roxy then gets up to the top rope to beat her down. And if you've seen a triple threat match, you'll know exactly where this is going as Roxy is now on the top rope trying to superplex B. 
Rose then goes below it, and we get ourselves a nice old Tower of Doom spot, baby, in which she power slams Roxy, and then, of course, this superplexes B, and they're all wiped. Classic. So they all desperately get to their feet to beat the ref's 10 count, and they end up getting up in the middle of the ring together, and we have, like, this cool Mexican standoff situation where they're all three, like, hitting one person, and then the other one comes in and hits them, and they're just going back and forth, just, like, hitting whoever didn't get hit. Just strike after strike after strike, just refusing to lose to the other two. Until eventually, Jesus. Roxy does come out on top, and she beats each of them back, and then fends them both off as they come back and return for her. We then get this great-looking spot where Roxy goes for a tilt-to-whirl Russian leg sweep again, but this time she sees B coming at her, kicks her in the gut, grabs her by her head, and DDTs Ooh. her, which of course then Russian leg sweeps Rose at the same time. Holy moly. So Roxy <laughs> desperately tries to cover Rose. She kicks out. She goes for B. She kicks out. She is desperate to get the win at this point. So in an effort to do this, she picks B up to do her finisher on her. Except B fights back by locking... I, um, I'll get to what her finisher is in a second. But she basically puts her like her knee around Roxy's knee so she can't lift her up in the air. And as this is happening, Rose like grabs her by her hair so she can't even lift her up. So B Yikes. then hits Rose, Roxy with a code breaker, but because Rose is also like right next to Roxy's face, like talking shit, she also gets hit with this. So the two of them end up getting nailed by this code breaker. And then B goes to German Rose, but Rose uses the ropes to shake her off. She then runs at B, ducks a mm-hmm. from her, and then cuts her in half with a gorgeous looking spear. But unfortunately for her, though, Roxy breaks up the pin, picks her up, she tries to fight back the best she can, and then. She hits, and then Roxy hits Rose with her sit-out face buster finisher, the Prodigy, onto B for the win. Nice. A really great match. I had a great time watching this match. It didn't hit the markout territory for me, but, like, damn, this is a great match. I give it a high man. Like, well fucking done. Very oh, nice. There is one slight criticism I have for this match. It's not on the wrestlers. It's on how the production of it looked. Oh, okay. It was one single thing, is that, you know the you know how every, like, show's got a hard cam, right? Mm-hmm, there was a guy in the front row who kept standing up in front of the oh. hard cam, and he's in the front row, and he's pretty tall, so, like, he would cut the ring in half when he stood up. Damn. And I'd be like, bro. And every time, and I think there was a point where, like, they just stopped using the camera until he sat down, because it was just like, bro, why? <laughs> Please. Yikes. <laughs> it didn't last for too long, but it was, like, the one complaint where I was like, come on, bruh. Big yikes. Yeah, but all in all, it was a great match. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to watch it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's going to be good. All right. Well, that is both of our matches out of the way, so why don't we get to the one we both took a look at, oh. which is a surprise to the fans right now. Oh, let me... Oh, give we me got, oh, give we me got quite the match. We have, Jake <laughs> At- we have Jake Atlas versus Priscilla Kelly versus Jamie Sen- Sen- Senegal. I put Senegal. Versus Jamie Senegal versus Big Bama versus Devin Monroe versus Elena Black from Rise Pro Wrestling in a ta- in a table no not tables in a door elimination match. I saw this match. I saw how many people were in it, and I saw a bunch of them were great. So I was like, you know what? I was like, sure. Mike and I got two technical slogs the last time I picked. Let's just pick something that's just going to be fun, and this match is fun as hell to watch yeah this is a six person match and the only way to the only way to win is by outlasting your five other competitors and eliminating people by putting the only way to get eliminated is by going through a door yep (laughs) so 
This match starts off, and the bell rings. And all the, all the competitors are yelling at each other until Big Mama just immediately spears Elena Black through a door. Yep. I was, Takes her out um, right off the bat. I was like, down to five. I was like, well. <laughs> immediately down to five. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous how fast Elena Black goes. And I feel kind of bad, but also it was really funny. It was, because everyone was like, standing off the Big Mama was like, eh, fuck this shit. Put her through the and just door. speared her through a door, and it was mm-hmm. like, "Oh no!" That's actually a pretty good analogy from Big after this, because from this point, I think Big Mama just dominates everyone in the ring and throws them out like <laughs> one by one. She's like, "This is my ring." And the whole time, Devin's just in the corner, like trying to like avoid her gaze because he's like, "Please don't hurt me! Please don't hurt! Please me. don't hurt me! Please don't hurt me! Please don't hurt me!" Which she eventually does notice him because, of yeah. course, she is going to. And I love how <laughs> so she's beating down Devin for a bit. She then sets up a door on two chairs, puts Devin on the top rope, and she probably thinks to herself, ah, no one will get into the ring. I've, I've thrown them all out. But of course, they all are like, nah, <laughs> no. Nah, we're all here. So they all get up, and they just five, it would be four-person powerbomb mama through her own table. Yep. And I was like, well, that was that was bound to be that long. Shit. Immediately, yeah, immediately after she, she basically she eliminated Atlanta Black, beat up some people and then everyone was like all right listen listen you've made enemies of us all and they all just slam her through the table she aggroed everyone in the match and they worked together to get rid of her pretty much yeah basically i basically i love how after this they're all like high-fiving like patting each other on the back they're like yeah we did it and then devin monroe's like nah 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 here i come off the top rope with a giant crossbody yes i loved it oh my god he then cleared the ring after a series of arm drags, one of which was is his amazing-looking springboard spinning arm drag, which he did on Senegal, which I always love how Devin Monroe's moves look. He's mm-hmm. great. And it was also interesting to hear this was his first in his first year of wrestling. And I was like, damn! Wow, really? Yeah, they announced, the commentators were like, yeah, this is Devin, Devin Monroe's, like, a year, like, either this is his first year or he's, like, a year in for wrestling at this point now. This is a Holy moly. early prototype stage Devin Monroe. But man, that he's fucking talented. I'll say that. But yeah, no, he moves. He moves pretty well in this one. Uh, he hit that really sick, um, that springboard stunner as well at some point. Oh, the X Factor. Yeah, it looked fucking awesome. great. Atlas sold it really well too. By yeah, the way, did. Jake Atlas did a fan. Everyone did a great job, but Jake Atlas really fucking impressed me this match. Yes. And you'll there's, we'll see you'll see why in a sec. But so after this X Factor and Monroe is celebrating, he even starts to twerk for a bit, which if you know Devin Monroe, that's like his brand. Yeah. And, and then a, she beats the brakes off character. of him, though. <laughs> Kelly just comes in, just beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. All the way around the ring. And all the while in the background, you can just see Atlas just walloping on fucking Senegal, who's on the outside also. <laughs> yeah. And then we get an awesome spot where, um, so as these two are fighting, Atlas sets up a door on a barricade, and Kelly beats monroe around the ring she hits him so now he's standing in front of the door and then she says i think she says fuck you monroe and she does a running senton off the apron through the door which also looked great honestly at this point i was like wow we haven't had a single door mishap this entire match somehow usually in these matches there's at least one bad table that ruins it but not yet so after (laughs) she eliminates monroe uh Atlas and Senegal then square off in the ring. They shove each other, and then, similar to the last match, Senegal slaps the shit out of Atlas's face once, and everyone's like, oh, shit. And Atlas's like, all right, <laughs> you want to fucking go? 
So they then go in go? a. Let's fucking go. In I remember when I was watching this, Mikey, I was like, you would really like this. They the uh, really acrobatic back and forth where they're just dodging, ducking, countering, repeating, just going back and forth, trying to hit each other with moves. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, I I love this spot with that. Uh, it was it was Jake and JB right doing yes. this spot. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. I think my favorite part of it was when uh um Senegal tried to hurricane run at Atlas, so he threw. At, uh, he threw Senegal forward to like throw him onto his back, and then he landed in a crab walk position. Mm-hmm. Instead of oh, they landed in a crab walk position instead of falling on their back. And I just I was like, "Fuck, this is some Cirque du Soleil shit." And I'm yeah, all this for is it. sick. So uh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, the two of them then clocked themselves in the face with a clocked each other with a forearm and knocked them to them knocked them to the mat. Mm-hmm. So Kelly then double drop kicks them as they get up. And then, as I wrote here, fucking slaughters Atlas with several kicks to his head. Oh, yeah. And then she ripped through Senegal with a Delaria, and I was like, Priscilla Kelly, everyone. Priscilla Kelly, clear in the ring. Yep. 101. <laughs> I think after this, there's a lot of setup with a bunch of doors, too. Yeah, there's a lot of... There's, uh, there's one point where, uh, after getting taken down by PK, Atlas, uh, gets up and, like... Hits PK with a giant super. Hits Priscilla Kelly with a giant super kick. I'm saying PK because my notes say PK. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Priscilla Kelly with like a giant super kick. Like oh, once she sets yeah. the, once she sets the door up on like she sets the door up like in the corner on the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. like across the ropes. Yes, that looks like the middle rope, right? Yeah, across like the not not like how you would normally set up a door in a corner, but like laying across the middle yeah, ropes, like uh, like, like diagonally. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> she walked right into the super. So kick, yeah. Literally. The, yeah, there was a bu- so there's a bunch of doors being set up, and then after Atlas hits the the super kick, he like picks Kel- Kelly up, laser on the door. He he, he he looks like he's about to like pull something off, but then for some reason, Jamie Sengale Sengal just mm-hmm. like comes in out of nowhere. And goes to, like, Hurricane Rana Atlas. Yeah, he pushes him off, and then he goes to Hurricane Rana him, and he catches him. Or catches yeah, them Atlas, and... Atlas catches Jamie, goes to, and then goes to powerbomb uh, Jamie onto Priscilla Kelly through the door. But Priscilla Kelly, like, slips out of the way at, like, the last second. Literally, like, you couldn't have cut this any closer. <laughs> yeah, and Atlas just, like, powerbombs Jamie through the door. And eliminates Jamie. Yeah, I was just like, shit. <laughs> Final this two. Le- this leaves the last two, which is uh, Atlas and Priscilla Kelly. And boy, howdy, do these two just kick the ever-loving crap out of each uh, other. Slaughter. Uh, complete fucking Absolute, slobber knocker. Absolute slugfest these two put each other through after uh, during during this last sequence. Mm-hmm. I loved how uh, during at the beginning of this, Atlas went for a cutter. Kelly denied it, and then he went for another cutter, and he hit it while also yelling "fuck you" because he yeah. fucking, like, "how dare you counter my cutter?" Can't do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at this point, then Atlas goes to the outside and sets up another door. This time in the corner, like there's like four doors set up now. There's one in the corner. There's one on a barricade between a barricade and the apron on one side. The same on the other side. I think there's one on the outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Fucking doors everywhere. Atlas then delivers a stinging chop to Kelly's chest. And then they start to try to... They have, like, a tug-of-war over who's going to throw the other one into the door in the corner. But when Kelly doesn't put him through it, she comes out on top after she uh, uses a hold on his wrist to get into the mat so then she can, again, kick the shit out of him, as she did before. Oh, yeah. Just a giant series of kicks. Just, just like, 
absolutely rocking Atlas. Oh, God. Fucking rough. Mm-hmm. So Atlas is able to get Kelly out onto the apron where one of the doors from earlier was set up that I mentioned on the barricade. And he attempts to, like, spear Kelly, like, so that she falls onto this door. Because this door has, like, a crack in it, so it's really, really delicate. And if she, like, I- I'm sure if she stepped on this, it would break, honestly. Yeah, those th- that door looked like it was, like, glued back together from another match. Yeah, it was on its last legs there. Yeah. <laughs> By some miracle, it didn't break prematurely. Yeah, I have no idea how. It was. It looked like it was literally broken in, like, three pieces and mm. somehow just, like, magically put back together. Yeah. I, it's like one of those. It's like one of those like fake tables you had with your WWE action figures that was yeah. already cracked in the middle. You put it. Oh, you put a yeah. Holy and then whenever shit. you tried to whenever you tried to set it up, if the things didn't like tighten enough, it would just fall on. It would just fall on its own. Yeah. Or you would like use your wrestler to put a, do a move, and then it would, the vibrations would just cause the table to break prematurely. And you're like, oh, oh, and then you go back to fix it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, that's a blast of the fucking pass. That's what it looked like to mm-hmm. me. It's good analogy. So let's see, then Kelly hits a massive forearm to him when he tries to knock her off. Mm-hmm. She gets back into the ring and tries to keep kicking Atlas, but after one kick, he catches it and then clocks her in the face with a forearm instead. Yep. But thanks to a kick, Kelly does regain control, and as she, but as she goes for a German, Atlas elbows his way out of it and nails her with a roundhouse kick that was pretty much like Malachi Black's Black Mass. Like, this shit yeah. was beautiful. It was dope looking. Loved it. And then I, uh, then Kelly fucking no-sold it and pump-kicked him in the face and planted him with a half-Nelson suplex. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? <laughs> Blew my fucking mind. It was pretty dope. And then Kelly... Just, go- just what a, what an awesome sequence. Oh, dude, two, these really. guys, like you said, they beat the snot out of each other at the end of this. Yeah. She went for a tornado DDT on Atlas in the, through the door <laughs> in the corner, but at the last minute he was able to stop it. I love the amount of times in this match where Atlas just, like, stops a move because he's strong. Like, yep. somebody's like a hurricane rod, he's like, nope, nope squat. Caught. <laughs> yeah, tornado DDT, squat. Like, Yeah, it's like, damn. Shit, bruh. So he then picks her up, and he high knees her in the face. And then we yep. get into the closing sequence of this match, like the actual full final sequence where these two get to the top rope. They fight valiantly for control because at this point there's still a door laid out on the apron of the barricade, and whoever loses this, is, who loses this, is going to get put through it regardless of how they want feel about it. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Atlas is able to get control, lifts Kelly onto his shoulders, and a fireman's carry, and then he slams her through the door onto the outside for the win. Yeah, uh, what an ending this one was, huh? Oh, this match, yeah, this match is fucking great. Just, like, the slam off the apron was just so good. It was. I was like, shit. I have written down here, thank God that there were, that none of these tables decided to be I am the table. Yeah, right? Like, none of, like, none of them decided to, to just bounce off. Yeah. Every, to, like, make them just bounce off. Every door broke so well in this match. I every was, door actually broke. Yeah, none of, them, none of them gave in. Awesome. Fucking. None, none, none of them didn't give in. I hate, I hate when they have a doors match and somebody tries to go through a door and they just go... Like, and it just bounces off, and it's like, the exactly. fuck? What do you mean? You just smack into it, and it's like, ah, not today. Not today. I won't break for you. My brothers and sisters died too much. I won't break for you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. What you didn't know is they put a line of concrete inside me, so I don't break in half. <laughs> oh, it's the worst, and then they try to throw them through the table anyway, and the table is just sitting there like, nope, it's not fucking happening, bro. Nope, not today. Mm-mm. Oh, man, I'm reminded of Charlotte and Sasha's thing where the table refused to fucking break, and Sasha slid off the table, and I was like, why? 
Table, why? So sad. Why? Table, please. Why just work with them, goddammit? Just one time, please. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what are we giving that Priscilla? What are we giving this uh, crazy door elimination match? I. You know what? I had it written as like a high miss slash markup. I'm gonna give it the mark out. I'm gonna give it the mark out too. I think there was enough awesome sequences and enough fun spots mm-hmm. where I was like into it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this match quite a bit. And mm-hmm. for a six way match, it was five, it was more like a five way match. Yeah, more like a five way. But I think it was well paced, to be honest. Like, I agree. I agree. I think honestly, as much as 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 funny as it was, I think taking Elena Black out immediately was a s- smart move. Yes. Especially cooks. when you had the amount of time you had. I think yeah. it, immediate, it immediately made Big Bomba look like a threat. It immediately took somebody out of the match that you don't need to make time for anymore. Exactly. It, it was just a smart decision all around. Mm-hmm. Facts. So, someone needed to be the sacrificial lamb, and it turns out it was just Elena Black that day. She drew the short straw. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we say where this re- where this, re- this match was from? Yeah, it was from Rise... It was from... No, I don't think we did, actually. Where was it from? Rise Wrestling. Oh, yeah, I, I did say that. Okay, I was... I, I, I thought, I thought about it then. I was like, "Wait, yes, it's from Rise Wrestling." All right, yeah. All right, so that that is it for all of our matches this week. That just leaves us with the double down. The double down. This is a segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and watch matches from each other's perspectives. Zach, what match did I give you for the double down? You gave me Drew Gulak and Biff Busick, aka Oni Lorkin, going against Team Tremendous or Bill Barry and. Oh no! I th- no Bill Bill Carr and Bill Dan Carr Barry. and Dan Barry. Damn! I was trying to almost. Memor- I, I almost got that off memory. And Bill me, Carr and Dan Barry. That's yeah. impressive for me. And you gave me Sunny Soleil versus Sexy Eddie. <laughs> uh, and I I can't wait to talk about these. So uh, who started off in the double down last week? Uh, I believe you did. So, so why don't you kick us off? This was a solid affair of a chain wrestling tag team match, right? I like, I this one. like this one. It was good. Uh, I love the gimmick of Team Tremendous, by the way. They're just a duo cop from, like, 80 shows like Magnum P.I. Like, yep. <laughs> I enjoyed it more than I should have. I was like, this Dan is... Dan Barry even has the Hawaiian shirt. He's got the Hawaiian shirt. Uh, Car's got the uh, the holsters on it. It's just like, I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> uh, the beginning of this match is pretty much about what I was expecting. A lot of back and forth grappling and exchanging holds. There was one thing I did really like about it was how a uh, commentary, which by the way was Chris Hero and JT Dunn, great job great by the way. Team. Chris Hero had like this awesome point where he's like, "Oh, Grulak could have gotten a rope break in some places, but he decided not to because of how good he was." And I was like, "That actually is really that's like such a small detail that you don't never notice, but like that mm-hmm. just shows like how much how confident he is in his ability, but also just how." little he thinks of his opponent when it comes to grappling which he was not expecting uh he wasn't expecting uh oh my god barry fuck to be as good as he was i also found the high spot after this very amusing just because hip toss yeah hip toss hip toss hip toss hip toss tag in i got this hip toss hip toss like i can do this all night it's like you're playing a wrestling video game and someone was just spamming the same button because they didn't know what to do yeah and you're just like you can't count and you're like god fucking Uh, another thing I thought was actually pretty funny was when uh, Busek was in the corner and Barry and Carr were like, can you get us booked on uh, PWG? And he's like, they're actually were thinking about it. And they're like, really? No, they weren't. And they got super pissed and by proxy got extremely aggressive beating the shit out of him. The Carr one point is like, you lied to me as he beat up Busek. Made me laugh more than I initially thought it was going to. <laughs> yeah, right. It was just like, okay, just funny. Yeah. 
Uh, as you said last week, a very large portion of this match is just the part where Gulak and Busick just dissect the left leg of Barry. It was literally exactly what I thought it was going to be. Clean, methodical, well done tactical wrestling. I will say, though, that Gulak's power slamming uh, Barry's legs into the top rope looked really fucking good. Yes. Uh, I did enjoy yeah, also... Yeah, that, that was awesome. Yes. I also really enjoyed... Uh, after this, the next thing I really enjoyed was Carr's hot tag, where he just absolutely mm-hmm. manhandled Gulak and Busick and then hit that beautiful-looking boss man slam on Busick, which mm-hmm. I've come to realize is, like, one of my favorite moves to watch when it's done well, because it looks so fucking vicious. <clears throat> I like I like Spanish flies. You like boss man slams. Tomato, tomato. Potato, potato. Uh, after this, I liked how... Uh, when Barry and Carr were in control, like, Gulak, like, just shook the top rope a lot so that uh, Barry would fall down yeah. like a cross. It was just hilarious. So he just, like, vigorously shook it, and it just fell, he just fell off. Uh, mm-hmm, that was funny. I also liked how right after this, like, Busick hit Carr with a half-and-half half suplex and got so much momentum after that, ping-ponging off of the two of them with running strikes and then a blockbuster on Carr. Yep. Oh, I know. I think it was might have. Yeah, it was Car. It was awesome. I was really pleased. Either way, it was cool. It was cool. It was really cool. The last thing of note for this match for me was, of course, the ending. Yes. Not gonna lie, what I too, like you, was baited by this ending. You can't see me, but I'm doing the quote unquote thing. The ending, yeah. So Barry rolled up Gulak, and the ref counted three on the mat, but he didn't say three. So the mm-hmm. guy rung the bell, and it wasn't the finish, and everyone was confused, including me for a second. And yes. it didn't really matter in hindsight because right after this they did the finish, which was another roll up. But it Which was the same thing, but it was the same thing but again. Yeah. Which I won't lie, kinda killed a little bit of this match's like momentum for me. Like it's like feeling on it. I was like, oh, that Damn. <laughs> Overall though, I think this match was good. Uh I'm gonna give it a meh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. Like it, it was literally like it didn't do anything like outlandish that I wasn't expecting. Like like I said, a lot of this match was literally exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is just good techno wrestling. Nice. Which I am a fan of. I mean, yeah. I know you are. <laughs> That's why I picked this match for you. I knew you would like it. It seemed right up your alley in terms of uh, this kind of wrestling you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know. I love Gulak and Oni and anyone that does this type of wrestling. Yeah. So what did you give it again? I give it a meh. Cool. Oh, All right. boy. So the match you gave me, you gave me Sonny Soleil versus Sexy Eddie. This match. <clears throat> and this match, this match starts off uh, just funny. Yeah. Where it's, it's just Sexy Eddie trying to find somebody in the crowd to dance with. And absolutely nobody wanting to go in the ring to dance with Sexy Eddie. Mm-hmm. But then Sonny Soleil was like, who wants to dance with me? And nobody wanted to dance with Soleil <laughs> either. So Soleil just grabbed somebody and was like, fine, you're my volunteer. <laughs> and threw them in the ring and just started dancing with them. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and Sexy Eddie is like, no, nobody wants to see this. There's nobody who wants to see this here. I think he was like, I want to see it. <laughs> just like, Yeah. Uh, and then he dances for a little while. It's not very good. No, the, fans, the, the fan uh, rolls out of the ring and uh, just gets out of there. Um, and then the match finally starts. The, the, the song that was going throughout the whole thing plays. <laughs> Feels uh, so out of place for a match like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, the song definitely did not. The music did not fit. <laughs> it did. What was the song again? I can't remember. Oh, it's Megadeth's Symphony of Destruction. <laughs> right. This song did not fit for what this match was. 
Because it was just like a guy who's wrestling with his dick versus a guy who is trying to one-up him. Yep. Um, there's one point where, uh, Sonny hits, like, a huge coast-to-coast. Yep. <laughs> uh, which sends Eddie out of the ring, and when he's, when he's out of the ring, he just looks like he's dead. Yeah, like, he's he's just... Just, he just lays there and doesn't move an inch. Yep, he's just dead. <laughs> he just doesn't move an inch until Eddie finally brings him back in the ring, and then Eddie tries to dance, or, no, he, he brings Eddie, Sonny brings Eddie back into the ring, then Sonny tries to dance on Eddie while he's down. He does it for a bit. But then as he goes for, like, the finale, uh, by where he shoves his hand out of his pants and he goes to, like, put his fingers in Eddie's mouth. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, like, grabs his hand and he's like, no! No! <laughs> and he stands up. And he stands up and just starts beating down uh, uh, Sonny for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, until eventually Sonny grabs Eddie by just his dick. Yep. And holds him in a submission hold. And the ref's like, do you want to quit? Do you want to quit? And Eddie... <laughs> And he's doing the thing where he's like passing out yeah. and has to do the arm thing. <laughs> and then at the, the last one, of course, Eddie's like, ah! And he hulks up. And then all of a sudden, the submission hold switches from uh, Sonny doing it to Eddie to Eddie doing it to Sonny, even though they have not changed positions at not all. At all. He's just flexing his dick now, apparently. And the ref just turns around and he's like, all right, fine, Sonny, do you want to quit? <laughs> Uh, and then eventually Eddie just flips Sonny with his with his dick, um, <laughs> and then Eddie hits a split leg moon salt for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, to end this one, this match was just goofy. Yes, it was. It was just dumb. So <laughs> goofy. It was silly, um, and it didn't even. And the mat the the video is like twelve thirteen minutes long, but the match itself is like maybe seven. Yep. Because like the first like five minutes of this. Uh, video or just them trying to get somebody to dance with. Yep. And it just, n- no one wants it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this one, this one was solid. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it a meh. It was fun. It was decent. Uh, it was just funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so if, if this is the kind of wrestling you like, I think you should check it out. If not, then don't. <laughs> and just don't. You know, you're not missing out on much if you don't, but also if this is your kind of wrestling, I think you'll really enjoy this one. Definitely. It definitely uh, will not be for everyone, that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure, it's definitely not an everybody match. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think I think that just about does it. Yeah. Uh, for all of our matches this week. Uh, and before I get to the plugs, I would like to leave you guys with a little bit of a... Let's, let's leave them with a little bit of a preview for next week, shall we? Yes, please. Alright, well next week I will be bringing to the table in next week's episode of Independent Waters... I got Miranda Alize taking on Lucas Riley from Hurricane Pro. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, Hania the Huntress versus Ooh. Mandy Leone from Ring of Honor. And I'm bringing, of course, because I mentioned him last a couple minutes ago, JT Dunn, J- JT Dunn nice. going against Ricky Archer, fuck you, at Chaotic <laughs> Wrestling. What do you have against Ricky Archer? He's <laughs> more towards you. Oh, damn. <laughs> Okay. Coming at me, bruh. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I have La Rosa Negra going against Kylan King at Mission Pro Wrestling. Nice. Nice. Mission Pro Wrestling always comes through, huh? Always. Honest to God. Mission, like. Mission Pro Wrestling is becoming, like, beyond wrestling levels of included in this show. Yes. I, I was like, it's been a minute since I've had a Mission Pro match, and I haven't seen a La Rosa Negra match in 
God knows how long. I feel like we're con I feel like we're doing mission promotions like constantly, which isn't a bad thing because we love them and they're a great promotion and they just put on awesome matches. Yes, which is which is how we keep coming across them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a little bit of a preview of next week, and of course the match we're both taking a look at is going to be a surprise. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, and with that, I think that just leaves us with the plugs. Uh, so if if you like this podcast, give us that follow, give us that five star review, give us that subscribe, uh, wherever you may be subscribing, whatever platform that might be on. Uh, give us that five star review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Um, and of course, if you like, uh, if you if you're a wrestling fan, then go check out the rest of the Counter Network, where we have shows like Hit the Books for me and Ryan Knightsey. Uh, books SmackDown versus Raw every single week. Right now, we are on our we are on our retirement tour for Hit the Books officially, uh, making our way towards the final pay per view uh, of Hit the Books, where it all started, SummerSlam. So we are uh, we're building towards SummerSlam, and if you if you want to see how we're doing that, go check out Hit the Books every Friday here on the Catout Network. And of course, we have other shows like I Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling and Your Dose of Death. Both also here on the Cat Out Network. Uh, your Dose of Death is every Tuesday, and How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling is every Thursday. So go check those shows out as well. Uh, we have a plethora of awesome stuff coming down the pipeline here in the Cat Out Network, so you better stick around because uh, you would not want to miss out. And, of course, if you are interested in repping the Cat Out Network, go buy our T-shirt at catoutpod.com slash store. We have our shirt over there for uh, a, so a, a good price. The shirt's incredibly soft. I've been wearing it constantly. I finally got mine in the mail. Uh, I love it. It is one of my new favorite shirts. Uh, and if you want to also wrap the Countout Network, grab a shirt yourself. Um, and go follow us on Twitter over at CountoutPod. Uh, basically, we share our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. So if you're interested in keeping up with the Countout Network, Twitter is definitely the best place to do it. And if there's any questions that I did not answer, go check out countoutpod.com, and I'm sure you can find the answer there. Zach, anything to plug? No. Didn't think so. He never does. Uh, <laughs> so that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. 
we hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.